we're turning our attention now to a call by the Irish Council for Civil Liberties. They're carrying out research to understand the experiences of victims of crime in this country and they're looking for your help. With me on the line is Executive Director of the ICCL, Liam Herrick. Liam, good morning to you. Good morning, Jerry. Now, what is this research going to be used for? Well, I suppose the first thing to say, Jerry, is that a lot of your listeners may not be aware that since 2017 there are legal rights for victims of crime in Ireland and in particular there's a right to get support services when you've been the victim of crime and also when you report a crime or when it comes to the notice of the guards there's an obligation on the state particularly in the Garda Síochána to give you information about the support services that are available. Now what we know from Garda surveys and other reports from the services that are already in existence there's two main problems that have come up for a lot of people. First of all, the public are not always informed about the support services available for them. And secondly, when they do try to access them in some parts of the country, the services are inadequate, uh, that there's long waiting lists of the services just don't exist. So what we're trying to do with this research is to get a clearer picture of what the experiences of victims of crime are. And in particular, if there are geographical differences, that we can highlight them and, and just maybe that make that concrete. And that then can hopefully be useful information that will help the guards and others to improve the level of service that's there. Mm. And that's the important thing that you want to try and find out what's happening in Kerry versus what's happening in Dublin, the information be given to people, the support they receive after being a victim of crime. Yeah, I mean, we know anecdotally that, that there is a, a postcode lottery or there is a ge- geographical inequality between the level of services that arise in different parts of the country. But I think we want to be more precise around that. There's also, I think, uh, you know, from the Guard's own information, we're seeing as few as one third of victims of crime are being provided with information about support services. So as many of the listeners would be aware, usually now when you report a crime, you do get correspondence from Angarda Síochána, which is a step forward to inform you that the, the crime has been reported and to tell you what the guard response will be. Now that information should also give you details about what support services might be available to you in your local area, but most people are not getting that information. Um, and we want to understand why that is the case. Is it because some of the guards that are engaging with the public are not sufficiently trained, that they don't know about the obligation to provide information or is it that they don't have that information themselves or perhaps that the services just don't exist in the area and I think it's likely that that is different in different parts of the country we just want to maybe get a clearer picture of that. What we do know is that even in Dublin where a lot of the national services are located, uh, many of the larger support services report long waiting times uh, because they just don't have enough resources to meet the demand that's out there so we, we know that nationally there's a problem but it's likely to be worse in certain parts of the country. Yeah, and there's another side of it, a bigger side for a lot of people who contact this programme, is that whether it's an assault or whether it's something else, very often they don't know where their case is or what it's at or what's happening. They miss court dates. That can be very frustrating for somebody to understand what is happening. 
There is, and I, and I think that there is an uneven picture there too. I think that there has undoubtedly been an improvement in the responsibility of Garda Síochána to try to provide that information to members of the public and victims of crime, yeah. but, but it's not where it needs to be yet. Uh, and and I, I think it may very well be that the guards themselves will say that perhaps their staff that are allocated yeah. to this area aren't sufficiently resourced. I was going to ask that question, you know? Liam, in relation to that, like, it go, like you've got the guards, they've got their own job to do, then they've got court days they have to get ready for, they have to give evidence they've been under pressure in terms of questioning and having their facts in a row there. To have the resource and the time, maybe it's more of a matter should it be, should should that duty be divested from the on the beat or working guard to a civilian member of the backup team of administration of Angarda Shikona to be overall that, maybe that happens anyway I'm not sure but I suppose we need to find out yeah, I mean, there are complex questions about allocating staff and resources within Angarda Síochána. Like, for example, one of the issues that comes up here is that in the Commission on the Future of Policing, which talked about more civilians being employed by Angarda Síochána to carry out functions like this, they also made a recommendation that guards would no longer be involved in prosecuting cases in the District Court, which is a huge drain on guards' time. yeah. Yeah, and there was a recommendation that that should be carried out by lawyers. Um, now, unfortunately, that's one of the recommendations in the Commission of the Future Policing, which the government has not implemented. So there is a huge question at the moment about how Garda resources are deployed. And as, as everybody knows, a huge proportion of Garda time is taken up, yeah. standing in district courts very often waiting for cases to come on. So I think that there, there is a question about how we allocate staff resources. At, at the national level, though, we recommended previously with victims' rights organisations around the country that we should establish an office of a victims' commissioner in Ireland, which they have in Northern Ireland and in Britain, which would coordinate all national services. And again, we're, we are behind on this. Other countries in Europe have done this. Ireland hasn't. So instead, you have a lot of voluntary and charity organisations trying to meet the demand that's out there. They're not sufficiently resourced, and the state hasn't invested in statutory bodies to meet that yeah. need. Liam, if you're talking about lawyers, is that be a system kind of like what we see in the United States where it's the district attorney that prosecutes things in court, district attorney's office, rather than the guards themselves? Yeah, I mean, we'd be looking at a model that, that might be something like that. I mean, certainly in Ireland, one of the benefits we have compared to systems like the United States is that everybody who's involved in the criminal process is entitled to get a high level of legal representation. Our criminal legal defence system works quite well, but at the prosecution level, we, we have chosen to give that role to guards who are not trained as lawyers yeah. uh, and it, it, it has it, I think it was seen as perhaps a cheaper option but of course what is not properly being measured is the drain on resources it has for Angarda Síochána and I think that there is also a problem in principle with guards who are involved in investigating crimes and gathering evidence then also being involved in prosecuting that crime so it's a system the Commission of Future Policing said was not really viable into the future but yet we haven't had a commitment from government to change it so that's definitely part of the long-term solution. In the short term, we need to make sure that when people do suffer crime, that they do uh, have the ability to access meaningful services in their community. And, and the reason for that is because everybody knows when you become a victim of crime, it's very traumatic. It's an incredibly distressing experience. What we don't want to have 
is that people are re-traumatised through the court process, that we are trying to provide supports and services to people at the earliest point to, to try to assist them in moving on with their life from, yeah. from the traumatic experience that they've had. Yeah. Okay, Liam, listen, we'll leave it there. Anyone who wants to get involved, they can go to ICCL dot ie victims research and there's also an email info at iccl.ie that's if you want to speak to a researcher and go through with that there's an online anonymous questionnaire 15 minutes it'll take you at iccl.ie but you can also email info at iccl if you want to talk to somebody and go through it that way Liam we'll leave it there thanks William for talking to us in the programme thanks Sherry